Today's guest is a, if Holly, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but you're, uh, she's a variety Twitch, a variety Twitch streamer. I think that's the correct phrase. A YouTuber, a professional voiceover actress working with companies like Oxfam, Russell Hobbs, and Hyundai to name a few. Uh, we've collaborated over the, over last year, I think on, for her, I want to say comedy. I don't want to, yeah, I think it's a comedy biscuit themed uh, Twitch radio show called Biscuit FM, which I'm sure we're going to touch upon later on. So before we give her a warm welcome, Holly did send through a video early on today of a uh, dance uh, that she wanted to showcase uh, on stream. And um, I can see she's very excited for it. And I just want to show this because it, I think it's a great introduction to Holly's character and uh, what she brings to the table. So here's the first, here's the video, and then we'll start showing talking to Holly. There you go, Holly. Thank you so much for sending that video through. I, I'm so, You're so amazed welcome. that you were able to put all of this together in like 30 minutes this morning. Who knew? Who knew? Even I didn't know I could do that in 30 minutes, apparently. I should <laughs> I should have mentioned it in the introduction. Well, like Twitch streamer, YouTuber, voice actors, and professional dancer. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much yep. for that. Well, it's no great worries. to have you. Great to have you here. I'm, I've been excited to talk to everybody actually this week because you guys are people, well, the people that we're interviewing are people that we've met over lockdown and uh, either we've worked with in the past. So I'm excited. How are you doing, Holly? How's uh, how's your week going so far? Good. Yeah. Busy, but like in a good way. That's good. I had a voiceover workshop this morning. There's like a, nice. a full week oh, yeah, of stuff mentioned. I've got. Yeah. Great. Um, Is that a voiceover workshop? Yeah. Nice. Um, it's a company that it's kind of like a huge forum um, of and community you kind of pay a yearly mm. thing and they just there's just an incredible amount of content where you can just keep learning and doing exercises and you know keep nice. up to date with all the latest stuff and uh, once a quarter they do a supercharge week where just every single day in the week there's a workshop to do so oh that's yeah. great there, there must be a lot of knowledge uh, getting getting uh, that stuff right <laughs> yeah yeah it's like well i mean you you'll know you know there's there's music there's singing and writing music and then there's audio production which is very mm. different <laughs> you can yeah, yeah, you can me. spend a lifetime learning that stuff doing anything from home that's kind of what you're expected to do now yeah yeah you have to know everything well i guess that's a good place to kind of start in terms of the um the voice act one question that we're asking everyone is like what what is their earliest memory of um you know like getting being interested in voice acting or like i i read a little bit on your website where you're talking about like the early days where you were interested in making um like sounds with your with your voice like what, what's your earliest memory of that like what is there something that stands out but yeah there is it's a weird one actually two things it was it, it was always um someone so so my sister was always able to whistle with her fingers like really loud oh yeah yeah and when i was you know because she's six years older than me so when i was like you know eight or nine that was like the coolest thing ever and i was like man i need to learn how to do that and in the same vein with voice stuff so there was a girl i used to go to school with who was a like a transfer student from america and she could make this really convincing horn sound i haven't done this in a while i will i will demonstrate for you i haven't done it in a while <clears throat> she'd do something like this right like a little <laughs> Like and a bicycle. <laughs> and I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever heard in my life. And it was so realistic. And I and I was just like, right, I need to, I need to learn how to do this. I have to learn how to do this. Mm. Um and it yeah, similar sort of thing. Like, oh my god, this is a thing you can do with your voice. I want to do that. That's weird and really cool. And I was about the only person that did think it was cool, but there you go. <laughs> I, I mean, I would uh, be very entertained. So you, you, you had this um, American transfer student who was doing the horn, horn sounds. Mm -hmm. Did she teach you the whole, the whole routine, like how to no. do it? Or so did you pick it up by ear? 
the annoying thing is she kept doing it really sneakily so no one knew it was her that was that that was like her thing she'd do it and then you, you know you're like i know it's you and she was like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so that made me even more determined to be able to do it i don't know why yeah. i don't know why we're just sitting in class and you hear this <laughs> like that was you, you and she's like what i don't know what you're talking that. about you need to you need to like make a sound bite <laughs> like uh, yeah. they join the chat you're like <laughs> yeah that's fantastic <laughs> oh nice and then so that that's your early film and then how did it did you kind of like forget about it for a while and then come back to it or yeah so i mean cartoons obviously i was a mm. get up at stupid o'clock in the morning go downstairs um in my pajamas and watch cartoons kind of kid yeah even in any, any specific cartoons oh yeah i mean the one the one i always remember is the x-men like the original x-men okay um, yeah. i mean i watched tons whatever was on i would watch it um but the x-men is the first one where i would notice I mean, obviously, I was too young to really understand what I was noticing, but I noticed the voices. So Wolverine's like, hey, bub, you know, that that's the sort of thing where I was like, I was aware that that added to what I was watching. And right. How cool yeah, that yeah. Was. And so, yeah, so I just you never associate the two things of like, oh, that's really cool. Mm. But you never think that that's an actual person getting paid to do an actual job behind that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you did, you know, I would I mean, I'm of sort of that generation where also, unfortunately, the school system was a little lacking. And so, you know, you'd kind of go to your careers thing and be like, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be this. And they're kind of like, aha, uh-huh. well, that's never going to happen. So why? don't we just teach you to um be a receptionist (laughs) (laughs) which is i know is awful like i went in asking to be like i said i wanted to be an archaeologist and they were like right well you do need two degrees for that it is a lot of work and also you know yeah yeah and it's one of the things I'm still quite bitter about because I mean I don't think I would have made a very good archaeologist in the end, but to at well, least encourage... something you're passionate about, yeah, exactly. So if I'd have you know, so it was very that well, you know, if I wanted to be a famous singer, like mm. well, it's never going to happen, so why try? Which is awful. It's an awful way of thinking about yeah, things. Yeah, 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 for sure. But kind of in the same vein, I think even if I had thought like that was a thing, I'd always mm. just be like, yeah, but not for me though. Like for other famous people, it isn't a thing that I can do. Um, Fair enough, yeah. So yeah, so it was something that just didn't, you know, I've always yeah. loved cartoons. I've always been aware that good mm. voice acting can make or break. A yeah, thing. yeah. You know, I got into anime as a teenager. Same, same nice. deal. Some animes have awful dubs. I mean, everyone, you know, we we know that. I thought it was a bad thing to watch anime dubbed. Like my 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 girlfriend is a uh, anime. She's very specific with the type of anime that she likes to watch. But whenever we've watched stuff together, because she introduced it to me, mm-hmm. I said, "Oh, can, can we like watch it in English?" And she's like, "She just gave me like a death." Like, we do <laughs> yeah, not yeah. watch anime in dub. We watch it oh, with yeah. subtitles. I'm like, oh, I have to yeah. read while trying to understand what's going on. Yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of purists, and I get it because actually, certainly up until maybe five years ago or so, most dubbing was terrible. Um, really. Okay. Yeah, so like I, I do get it. A lot of dubbing is bad, and so mm. watching it in the original is like kind of thought out, thought of as a lot better. I watch it dubbed partly because the reason I love anime is because of the beautiful artwork. I, I I tend to steer towards beautifully drawn animes, and because often I watch that kind of thing while I'm doing something else. Sometimes I'll be like crocheting. I crochet. Right. Yeah. I'm an old lady. We know this already. Sometimes I'll be crocheting. Sometimes I'll be playing a video game, and I'll have it on in the background, so I need to listen. <laughs> 
Right, yeah, so yeah. I, you, I, mean, I can't be reading subtitles can't be reading at the same the subtitle, time. Yeah. Just kind of um, going back to what you said about education, uh, the education system, because I can sort of relate to that to some extent. It, was it, did you say like it was mostly for, it, it wasn't just for creative fields. It was just like specific fields that the school thought that, oh, there's no point of going into that because it's too difficult. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was kind of, they were almost a bit too realistic. I mean, there's a balance, you know, a lot, no. of, a lot of young lads are going to go in and say, I want to be a famous footballer or I want to be, right. you know, um, a famous singer or something. And mm. I mean, don't just, you know, you, you can you can steer them in a more practical direction without crushing their dreams. <laughs> it's all I'm saying, you know, yeah. like, OK, so if you want to be a famous singer, um, you know, most kids are old enough to understand some sort of reality so you can say you know what that is really difficult but you know if you want to do it then you can work towards it hey why don't you take some courses um along like the it route that um, maybe can go into audio engineering um you know maybe music technology because then because then the point is even if you can't make it as a famous singer you can still do something along the lines that you love you could be right, a music yeah. teacher or a music producer mm-hmm. or an audio engineer there's there's so many fields that you can work towards practically that can help you reach that goal you don't have to say oh yeah. okay well then you better get on the x factor you can say all right so why don't you learn everything you can about music theory why don't you you know right. if you're really yeah, passionate yeah. about this i just don't just, think yeah i don't think like uh, maybe a lot of teachers have that well not only teachers but like thinking about I, I don't know if you can relate to this like even for myself I started getting a lot more busier with music and kind of kind of what you're saying like kind of finding the things that I love to do with it mm-hmm. very much like 10 years after graduating so it's I think it, it, you need to kind of go through some stuff to kind of realize that but definitely um just a kind of quick story about mm-hmm. education. When I when I was applying to uni- universities uh, after high school, I had one school that I well two school two schools that I applied to, but they were in the same field. It was music. And when I went to the headmaster of the school, I said he asked me like, "Oh, what have you applied to?" And I said, "Oh, I'm, I've applied to like these two schools for guitar." And he says, uh, "So what's your plan B?" And I I just it was so confused. I just couldn't understand. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? Like, this is the plan. It's plan yeah. A, B, C, D. Like, I think in many schools they don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Like that's why I was asking whether it was just in creative fields because in Greece, for example, I think the arts is kind of a uh, a very dreamy profession to have. Nobody yeah. takes it seriously. Everybody goes to become a doctor or stuff like that. But I didn't. I didn't re- realize that it was the same. Well, similar to in the UK as well because. Yeah. I feel oh, yeah. like it's quite quite open to all professions and a lot of opportunities for everything. But It's getting better, definitely. I mean, I've got mm. sort of nieces and nephews of quite a big age range. And I know even the older ones who are now sort of in their very early 20s yeah. um, had a better time of it. You know, there was more options like they could do things like photography or they could. And I think as long as I think the schools are now kind of as you get older anyway, sort of into mm. like sort of your mid to late teens, I think they allow you a bit more experimentation. So as long as you've got your core subject, of course you know math English, yeah. all that jazz then they're much more open to you trying different things things like apprenticeships as well are bigger now you know I was of that yeah, I was of that. Done that yeah yeah I was of that there was kind of a few years when I was at school where most the country was just obsessed with sending as many people as they could to university right whether they actually really needed to or it was like okay so what university are you going to not do you think this is right for you? It was a bit, it was mm. a little bit like that. So, um, but it's, it is getting a lot better, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think right. we know how to cope. I don't think it's a bad, I don't think it's, there's, mm. there's anything, you know, I just, I don't think they, they, they're kind of, it's filtered down. Like they're told to push kids in certain right. directions. And then when it's something that they don't know much about, I think they kind mm. of go, oh, well, I don't know. So how about this instead? <laughs> 
So you, you said you wanted to become an archaeologist. What, mm. what did you end up uh, doing after? Well, I mean, they obviously discouraged you to do that. Like, did you choose yeah. a different... I'm, I'm not very academic. My brain doesn't work mm. that way. I'm a very visual learner. And unfortunately, schools, again, are just... I think... We don't support that at all, yeah. They don't, they're not good at supporting different types of learning. So I think for a lot of kids at school, you can feel a bit not clever until you actually realise that you can learn on your own terms and in your own way. Mm -hmm. um, and then exa exactly like you said, sometimes you kind of just have to go through some stuff to realise yeah. what you want to do and how you want to do it as well. Mm -hmm. There is no right way of doing it. That's another thing we're, as a society in general, are told to do. Like, well, you go to school, you go to university, you go to a job, you sit at a desk from nine to five, you earn as much money as you can and you mm -hmm. spend as much money as you can. It's that, you know, that kind of, what they call the hamster it's, wheel. Yeah, I think it was a kind of a, as you said, like a traditional path that you you, you knew yeah. you knew that I mean your parents were kind of follow that path at least mm. mine did well my, my dad did and then that kind of like passed down to yeah. generations and uh, I think now we're at a point though which we'll, we'll touch upon later where I think you don't have to do that and uh, I think people are realizing now yeah I think more people are being brave enough to do that I mm. mean I so I did go to university because again yeah. I was sort of I, I didn't I wasn't very good at thinking for myself when I was younger I wasn't very good at, I didn't have much confidence in my own I yeah to be fair I, I didn't have any confidence in my own opinions I didn't have yeah. like and like you say who does especially when you're at that sort of age because yeah. all you're really trying to do is just fit in and not make a complete tit of yourself right and so then having strong opinions on things you know most kids just want to be quiet and get along with it and you know or just have a um, laugh really because some of that stuff yeah. is so you need to take this off. I'm getting way too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's also just having, uh, you know, those type of having strong opinions and all that stuff is quite a serious thing to do. Yeah, know, exactly. Exactly. I didn't, you know, I didn't know mm. what I wanted to do. And I also didn't really have the courage to say anything like, I don't know if university is for me. I mean, mm. if someone had sat me down and had that conversation, I might have thought differently. Um, I was just a bit too scared to go in any direction that wasn't just what everyone was doing. So I went to uni to study psychology and I hated every minute of it. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, but the thing is, I don't drink. And obviously, you know, you know, university is kind of a lot of drinking culture and that's how yeah, yeah. students kind of bond. I was quite unlucky with my living situation as well. I was living with some not very nice people oh, um, and I didn't enjoy my course. So those three yeah. things together, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Racking up lots of debt. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> Yeah, so I, I so I left yeah. after the first year. Um, mm. I, I just wasn't happy, and I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to do with this psychology degree. So what I'm there's just it's really daft. So yeah, I left, which I don't regret doing at all. But then I kind of just floated around because I didn't know what I did want to do. And I and think so that's, I just, a, that's yeah. a struggle with many many people that uh, you know mm. you, at the age of eighteen and all that stuff. Like you, it's difficult to know exactly what you want to do. Of course it is. Life. Yeah, most uh, people never know. Where 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 did you go for psychology studies in psychology? Lincoln, Lincoln. Lincoln okay, okay. Mm. Yeah, which was a, a beautiful university. It's a be I love mm. the town. I absolutely fell in love with the place. Like it's a beautiful city. I loved the place. Um, there were luckily a couple of really nice girls in my course. Otherwise, I think I would have gone crazy. But yeah, I just was like, I wasn't enjoying even the course content. Like it was a lot of you know we did sort of social psychology at okay. school, which I found really interesting. But when you take it further, it's all maths. It's like data analysis, and I was yeah, like, wait, yeah. wait, we have to like analyze the data from these experiments. Pff, I'm out. <laughs> Andy, maths. <laughs> my sister is a psychologist, and she did. Yeah, she went through that all that stuff, and yeah. it, it's a tough. I think it's also a tough thing. You need to have. Mm -hmm. You need to be very interested in it because there's a lot of stuff that makes you think about your own stuff oh yeah and then it can like 
I don't know, it can flip on you, but um oh nice. So so you 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 said like yeah, this is not for me. And then you you mm-hmm. kind of but during that time were you in, still thinking about voiceover acting or was it you know uh, was it kind of building up to it? Kind of. I think with both kind of game the sort of the gaming and like cartoon side that I'm now very mm-hmm. just proud to be a part of all. Um, I did go through quite a phase of being like, mm, I'm too old to be doing this. I'm too old to be listening to this. Gaming is kind of not for girls. There was that again, it was like that generation as well. Okay, okay. So I kind of, yeah, so I kind of just moved away a bit from it. Like I didn't know anyone um, other than my friend Chris, um, mm-hmm. who I think was in the chat earlier. We, we've been friends since about 15, and he was one of the only people I knew who was so solidly confident in and, and just like had no shits to give about whether he still watched cartoons or played games nice. and stuff. So I think that's the only bit that sort of kept that going in me that was like, oh, okay, well, there is somebody I can talk to about this and won't think I'm a complete dork. So yeah, I kind of, and then I, and then again, like I left uni and it was very, well, now I've got to get a job and be a grown up, whatever that means. And I I tried really hard for a long time and it just didn't. I know, I know. Oh my god, yeah. But adulting, um, it's yeah. I I think that's the thing with many jobs. There's a certain heaviness, for lack of a better word, that comes with it. Like especially with office jobs. Mm -hmm. Like I've done a couple odd jobs where it was office, and like going nine to five, I just it just doesn't sit well. Like because Mm -hmm. it's you're thinking like, oh, this is stuff that you know. I've got other things I'm thinking about. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I don't want to be. I don't want to be here. (laughs) It's not what I want to be doing. But yeah, interesting. And then um, when, when was it, like, at what point were you like, okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with, like, you know, you mentioned that you, you weren't, like, comfortable with, your, mm. with yourself. Like, is there a turning point where you're kind of like, okay, yeah, I don't care what people say? And Probably not until, like, my very late 20s, if not maybe at, like, mm. around 30. I think I just kind of floated around for a long time. Didn't wrong having lots of fun with friends and stuff like that but kind of you know I had some disposable income for the first time you know I was in charge of my own money I was just kind of going out with friends and having a laugh and I think what I ended up doing was exactly what you did I I was in a nine-to-five job for so like I worked in retail for a little bit and then I got into office work and it was just well it pays the bills and I don't hate it so it's all right but the whole time I was there my my head would be other places the whole all of those I didn't find a single job where I wasn't mm. the second I had some free time at my desk, I wasn't doing other things or looking for right. something. I was always at my happiest when I had like a new passion project, and whether that be something, normally something crafty. I think I was trying to find my way. I think I was trying to find mm. the thing that I was like, oh, I can make this something to turn into. I don't even think I realized I was doing that, but I tried so many different things because. Right. I I was so unaware that I was lacking that much in creativity. Like I think I was just mm-hmm. gasping for something creative because I, I didn't I didn't put the two things together that it was because it was lacking in my job. And a job is most of your day, almost every day, you know. An autopilot, so just, isn't it? Like for some mm. at some point. So it, were you? Would you consider yourself like to be creative as a as a kid? Like, do you have memories of people saying, "Oh yeah, you were you did this and that and the other"? Yeah, yeah. Like I was quite an imaginative kid. I was I was quite a <clears throat> You know, like like when the teachers would write, I was a bit of a chatterbox and a bit of a daydreamer. Hmm. Um, I I, I always yeah, I think I would, but I'm one of those people where I am creative, but I'm also like I don't have a lot of confidence in my own creativity, and hmm. I get that's the same for a lot of people. But I think it's because I've also known a lot of people who have been creative in the fact that you know some people just have those brains where you're you know I class you as one of those people who like people that can just like write music and mm-hmm. just trust in themselves enough to kind of create an original thing right so I've been very creative but I've never really yeah 
it's kind of you, hard to explain. You, you, you suffer a little bit from imposter syndrome, like most of us do. Oh, like, where God, you're, yeah, definitely. Like, what, definitely. I shouldn't be here. I feel like that a lot of times. But Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I, like, I'm kind of creative, but I'm not creative enough. I'm not very original. It's, it's that, you know, like, with the stories we tell ourselves are just... And it keeps you keeps you back. Yeah. yeah, I completely understand. But you shouldn't feel like that. I think most people here <laughs> can agree that, you know, your, your, your streams are very fun and entertaining and very uh, chill and everybody can like kind of thank you. be themselves yeah do you th do you reckon like games i mean not to kind of jump jump ahead but like mm -hmm. uh, kind of the games um have have they all i mean i'm not much of a game i've only got a switch recently after years of not having any consoles or anything <laughs> um but like over the years has it been the case where maybe some games have been more catered to to boys or and it's kind of oh, been yeah. excluded girls but yeah. do you feel like now it's different? Like they, they kind of keep it's totally different. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Like for a long time, uh, they were get, they were aimed at boys. Um, yeah. and part of that will be because mostly it was boys buying them. So of course they're gonna aim at right. the boys. Mm. But I think the one thing fed the other and you know partly because of how much more accessible it is to make games these days there was no such thing as an indie game you know no, like people yeah. can if you've got the i mean i'm not saying it's making a game is really effing hard but anyone can do it if they want to do it is the point right, yeah. you know so then that opens up this huge you know now that pc gaming and stuff it's there's so many games out there there's literally mm. a game for anyone and everyone i think that's incredible that's awesome mm. that's awesome i mean I, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing some splatoon with you guys because i've been <sighs> i've been watching i was like this looks fun so and it looks fun. like it's for everybody so it is for everybody i've been training i've been training some at some yes. point it'll happen it will happen um so kind of where we left off was uh you mentioned that you you kind of like were doing uh odd jobs and i think when i oh. first met you you were kind of doing if i'm not mistaken you were still doing like an office job and then you were streaming yeah. in the evenings and yeah. at some point something flicked and you were yeah. like i quit yeah table flip how did just tell me how I'm good <laughs> how good that how good did that feel it was it was so so good yeah um it was a big decision because at the end of the day so um long story short just like mm. um and i don't talk too much about my like personal circumstances yeah, 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 but but just briefly i was um living by myself um i live in cambridgeshire which is one of the most expensive parts of the country and i was really like living down to my last penny um mm. sort of every month and um I'd been doing voiceover in my spare time, I had a full-time job and I was doing it in my spare time. I'd been doing that for a couple of years and I was just getting to a point nice. where I really was starting to think, hang on, like I'm, I'm, or, I'm good at this and I could do something with this, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it just so happened that it was quite serendipitous. My, the lady that owned the house I was renting was selling, <clears throat> obviously I couldn't afford to buy it. And um, it was quite, it was quite low rent on the market. So I was mm -hmm. a bit worried about finding something else. And my mum's then partner had, uh, her husband had passed away. And so she was kind of like, well, look, I've got not a big house, but, you know, a house that's big enough for the both of us. And I'm rattling mm. around in it by myself. Like, it would be lovely to have some emotional support. Yeah. You could save some money. Like, why don't you move in? Um, so I moved in. And then it was not long after that that I kind of was like, I'm never going to have this opportunity again. Mm. Like, I'm sort of in my early 30s. Um, I don't have a mortgage. Um, I don't have rent to pay. I mean, you know, I pay towards the, yeah, the yeah, house, yeah. but I, it's it's not the same as, you know. Mm. So, yeah, essentially I, I quit my full-time job and took a part-time job uh, at a friend's little firm doing um, some admin and marketing because I, I ended up doing some, like my full-time job was marketing. Um, so I ended up doing that part-time and 
then being like, right, I now have, I now have half my time to push voiceover. Mm. Um, but the trouble is the marketing, that little job turned out, turned out to be, it was, it was, it needed a full-time person you know and so then even though I was only doing four hours a day that was getting crazy and I mean anyone will know when you've been in a job that's just mentally exhausting Mm -hmm. doesn't matter it almost doesn't matter how many hours you do it for like I would finish at sort of midday like one o'clock and I'd be knackered (laughs) I'd be like like anything yeah 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 anything later yeah yeah um and but it but it was I'd been doing that for maybe a year Mm. two years I've been doing that for two years part-time this and that and it was only the last six months that it really got too much. Um, so I was like, well, you know, what? over that two years, I've really built up the voiceover. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like, well, again, I'm still in this position where I'm as long as I can make X, X amount a month, which is a much right. smaller amount than if I was living, you know, then yeah. I might as well. Like, I'm never going to find out if I can do this unless I just do it. I can um, you know what yeah. it's it's funny you said I I didn't know that about your you know your story kind of like the behind mm-hmm. all that but I, I can, it's very similar to what I went through um like I I did the military service in 2019 to the beginning of 2020 right before the pandemic hit oh wow and then my plan was just to move back to London straight away and get back into the swing of things mm-hmm. but I think you know my mum always says it everything happens for a reason mm. And I I stayed in this house in Greece for like two years, was working at the same time, saved up money. And that's how I was able to to go back. And I think that yeah. I recommend that to a lot of people. Like there was somebody on, on stream like a while back from Spain who said, oh, I have to tear down my studio and uh, move back in with my parents. I'm like, if you can do it, do it. That's what parents are there for. You know, if your yeah. child needed that, you would do that for them. So yeah. If you can do that's great that's fantastic yeah, yeah. yeah um holly i wanted to share you know on your website you've got a, a reel so, <laughs> and you said so this is you said is an old show reel that you've got and so yeah the latest one i remember you mentioning and i think i, I heard it either on steez or your your stream but uh you did one with uh colin mccall what's his name colin call no oh macaulay Culkin. that's his name that's it yeah yeah that was uh an interesting so, one I never remember the guy's name, which is terrible because he's one of the biggest people, literally one of the biggest people on YouTube. There's a guy that done that did some. Um, oh God, my terrible English. There's a guy that done these videos. There's a guy that did <laughs> some YouTube videos um, where he set up um, almost like a booby trapped parcel that looks like an oh, iPhone. Yeah, he left it on his Steelers, yeah. Mark Rober, thanks, Tonrain. Hi, Tonrain. Mark Rober, thank you. Um, and. The idea is people obviously nick stuff off your doorstep, but mm. they think it's a phone and it's got cameras in it. It's got glitter bombs. It's got fart sprays, all this kind of stuff. Oh, fantastic. And there's also a voice that comes out of it, which is me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the voice on that thing. Gotcha. And um, the weirdest thing is I had no idea. They they contacted me through Fiverr. It wasn't the actual guy, I don't think. It was just someone who works. With. I mean, you know, if okay, your YouTube yeah. channel's that big, you're going to have people that work for you. People you know? that work, yeah, of course. Um. And I, they told me it was this YouTube thing, and it had, it was going to have loads of views and stuff. And I kind of was like, yeah, okay, whatever, just, just, that's fine. Let's just do the script. Um, but the script was like, it's one of the weirdest scripts I've ever done. It was stuff like fart spray initiated. <laughs> I was like, I don't even care where this is going. What did, a fun did you script not question it when you got the script? You like, <laughs> is this a typo? Like, does it actually say fart? <laughs> no, there's quite a few of them. And um, one of them was a. Uh, 
Operation Whoever Smelt It Dealt It. <laughs> I have to do it in this really like Alexa style voice. <laughs> how do they how do they give you um like just since you mentioned Alexa style voice, like how do they give you um like guide? How do they guide you through like what sound they're going for? Um, it depends how the job's done. So a lot mm. of my jobs come in just online through different websites and things, and they'll just say, Hey, here's the script, and we kind of want it read like this and it'll be something yeah. like conversational and friendly or you know strong and authoritative and then you just kind of if it's a big script I'll always make sure to send them a little snippet first just to make sure they're happy right um, okay. but yeah but sometimes you also do live directed sessions like literally like we are now where mm. you're kind of having a chat and they'll listen in which always really <laughs> anxiety inducing I but um but yeah. <laughs> yeah we're just going to sit and listen to you read the script okay and then just criticize you throughout the yeah. whole thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> no pressure though <laughs> yeah um so yeah it just depends on on uh on the script and then sometimes you'll have some back and forth i mean i'm, yeah. I'm pretty lucky touch wood I, I normally i i think i have a good understanding of what people are after and if i'm not yeah. sure i'll always have that conversation with them but when you read a script you can sort of get an idea of what it's about and okay. what it's for and what the tone mm -hmm. should be um but yeah, sometimes I can get me into trouble because I'll just use my own judgment. If they don't give me very strong direction, I'll kind of read through the script and I'll be like, well, this is how I'd want this read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the client. I just need to do what the client says. I'm not the one it. to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll well, just read it how I think. But sometimes you have to. Like if you're, since yeah. you, like you're the, um, oh, there's a phrase, you're, it's something along the lines of person of authority, but it's not exactly that phrase. I'll, it'll come to me, but I mean, you're the expert on it, mm. right? So like, sometimes I see that with music as well. Like you'll have clients that say, well, I kind of want this sound and you, you have to, if you think that it's wrong because you have a better understanding of it, you have to say, well, listen, no. And uh, this is how you should do it. Then mm. it will sound a lot greater. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. Nice. I was. I wanted to ask you because you've. I've been watching some of your vlogs as well. I, how? When's the next vlog? First of all, when can we expect uh, the next vlog dropping? Uh, January. January. Uh, also, sorry, I've just realised I. I'm so bad at going off on tangents. I also realised that for the chat, that's going to be really confusing because you mentioned Macaulay Culkin and I didn't quite finish that. Oh, <laughs> I sorry, went off yeah, on my yeah. own. <laughs> no, no, that was me. I went off on my own tangent. So just, just to kind of wrap that up, the reason really mentioned Macaulay Culkin is because um in the video the second video where I did more voicing for the thing Macaulay Culkin was in that video and was helping I... out with the glitter bomb and so then Macaulay Culkin heard rubbing shoulders with the uh, celebrities there Holly I see so so that was like a defining moment in my career even though he has no idea who I am <laughs> I he know doesn't... he's heard my voiceover and that makes me very happy so there but you there, go. That's 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 where that the, it's a nice feeling to know that you know sometimes when you when you're in the same room with somebody who's well known, you kind of like mm. feel okay. Well, I've I've you know my my aura has rubbed off, or their totally. aura has rubbed off on me. It's the same yeah. thing. Like, I can yeah, completely, yeah. We're like we're like best friends now. Yeah, That's how that works. <laughs> Just like tweet him like, how's it going? <laughs> hey bud. <laughs> hey bud. Remember me. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> um, so my, uh, sorry, the yeah. next question I wanted to ask uh, yeah. was like. You met well for one. You you mentioned Fiverr, and I wanted to ask uh, what your experience is with Fiverr because I've tried to go down that route with the whole mixing and mastering side of mm. things. I have just it was just I don't know. I, I got overwhelmed with it. It didn't feel like I couldn't understand what I had to do in order to build it up. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was just curious, like, what what's your experience with that whole side of the industry? Yeah. So um, that's perfectly understandable, your experience, because actually, I'll, I'll tell you what you have to do to get up there, which, you know, is sad, but unfortunate, is that mm -hmm. you have to do a lot of work for not a lot of money. 
to, right. to get to the point where you can so so I mean I was just starting out in voiceover and I was kind of almost <laughs> almost cocky enough <laughs> to be like I mean I've just started out but I'm just going to set up a Fiverr page anyway and if people want to buy my stuff they can buy my stuff so I've actually yes. been on Fiverr for like five years now I think oh wow nice. um, or nearly five years because I because I just went straight on I was like well I want to start earning money from this now yeah <laughs> so, and again because so many people it. look down their noses at Fiverr I was like well it doesn't matter then does it if I'm a bit naff if I go on Fiverr there's no pressure because and so essentially I was doing voiceovers for ten dollars a piece mm-hmm. and and at the time I was still in my full-time job and I was just fitting them in here and there so it didn't you know, it didn't matter. Um, a lot of lessons learned the hard way through Fiverr, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm now at a point where I'm like a top rated seller and I can. So nice. I mean, Fiverr is still it's always my bottom line. Okay. Uh, Fiverr is always like I'd never work for less than that. So which is difficult then, because obviously if someone comes mm-hmm. to me direct, um, I might charge them more than if it came through Fiverr. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's a necessity. I, I get a lot of work through Fiverr. That's great. So eventually I'd like to get rid of it. Eventually mm. I'd like to just have a really nice small set of, you know, maybe half a do- maybe a dozen sort of 20 clients, repeat clients who I work with all the time. That would be great. That's great. Yeah. Um, but how, that how takes long, a long. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, how long did it, like, you said you've been on it for five years, but how long mm-hmm. did it take till you saw that, okay, well, this is kind of picking up and... I kind of, I was increasing my prices. I think I've increased my pricing on there like three or four times. So yeah. I did, I mean, to start out with, I was just in awe that I was earning any money from doing something like that. I was just kind of like, holy shit, people pay me but money for this. Great, I'm sure. Like, what? <laughs> what? Um, so, so yeah, so I was kind of working for peanuts for quite a while. Mm. And then I kind of started taking it a bit more seriously. Um and then sort of realized that I needed to um, improve my audio. I mean, I was I was using a snowball ice, a snowball, mm. um, a, a blue be. snowball. Yeah. Um, yeah. And recording under a clothes era with a blanket over it on my laptop. <laughs> so, so you it. didn't even have an, wasn't even an XLR mic. It was just a mm-hmm. USB microphone. And that was when I started on Fiverr. So people were still paying me for that. Sweet. But I was also very much like, this was very subpar audio. And then I started learning yeah, you about, it up, you know. Then. Well, yeah. that's my next question is like how, like, because this is kind of my favorite field of like recording and all that stuff. Like yeah. what, how did you get into it? Like what, um, because obviously if you're coming from a background where you've got no idea about, you know, what you need to do voiceover work. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about how that experience was or like that learning curve was it uh, difficult or do you think you picked it up quickly what resources did you use stuff like that um it was definitely difficult I made it more difficult for myself I always make things more difficult for myself because I'm one of those people that goes I want to do that and then I just go like I go and do loads of just random research all over the place I normally mm. end up getting super overwhelmed which I did before you can get very overwhelmed with voiceover because oh, yeah. unfortunately also on voice with within the voiceover industry because it's very easy to look professional now, there are a lot of people who like to tell you how to do things who are wrong, <laughs> I've now learned. Um, so if if it's something like, if like for anyone listening who's thinking about getting started, um, 
always try and get your information from a reputable source and do your research around. Like if someone says, I'm a voiceover coach, anyone can say they're a voiceover coach. It doesn't mm -hmm. actually mean they're telling you the right stuff. But there's a lot of people who are in my position where they've been in the voiceover industry for four or five years, they've had some paid work, and so they think they're experts and they will tell you stuff as if it's fact. Mm. And they will and they will actually start doing courses. They'll run people in my position now will just run courses. And okay, you might learn a bit, but a lot of that stuff isn't necessarily true. Right, yeah. Um, so I mean, I was quite lucky that I came across there's a that company that I said I did a workshop with today called they're called Voiceover Kickstart. And the guy that runs it has been in the industry a very, very long time. And the reason I like him is because he isn't one of these people that's like, there's a lot of people in the industry who will look down their nose at you and kind of be um, like, if you're not doing this way, then you're doing it wrong. Um, if you're on Fiverr, then you're not a professional. You can't quit a professional. That's, mm. that's awful. You shouldn't be doing that. If you're not charging £350 an hour just for your studio time, then you're not. It's, 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 there's a lot of that as well. Yeah, the parameters but, that they think is should be should be. Yeah, there. it can be very snobby. And whereas Guy is actually just a bit more realistic. He's, he's mm -hmm. you know, of course, we have to try and keep for any of industry like that. You have to try and keep. Um, payment standards as high as you can mm. because there will always be people that will work for peanuts of course yeah um yeah. but at the same time you've got to pay your bills and if there's this job over here which okay is it is it industry standards no but is it not bad yeah and if mm. you don't take that job someone else will um you know it's it's that kind of a deal and so i i like him because he doesn't ever claim to be an expert he's just mm. very much like i've been in the industry for 30 plus years and um i know what i'm talking about <laughs> and this is my opinion um I so, yeah. credits as well to kind of back it up yeah uh, oh yeah yeah of course and also just you know like he's also very <laughs> honest about the stuff that he isn't an expert about like it, literally mm. in the workshop this morning it was like you know you can spend your life learning to be an audio engineer i'm not one of changes those. the technology mm. also evolves so quickly that yeah you learn one thing and then mm -hmm. You know, by the time you've learned it, something else has come around and you have to like catch mm -hmm. up with it. So exactly. Mm -hmm. And and again, it, sometimes it's and sometimes there isn't a right or wrong way of doing a thing. It's just a, and that's what he'll say, you know, like this is how I do the thing. And this is why I like doing this thing this way. This mm -hmm. is what, and he, so he'll give you that like, this is why I think you should do it this way. And so right. it's really good at being like, oh, OK, so I'm just starting out. So doing it this way is is really good for me because actually down the line I'll find that easier or whatever it might be um so I was quite lucky to fall in with them quite early on they do right. they actually do a free course which is like a week long um that you can sign up for it just really teaches you like some of the basics and you can get we'll add it in the um description down below once yeah on YouTube yeah for yeah I'll, I'll find the link and post it it's it's an incredible incredible course and it's really good for kind of finding out whether it's something you might want to do um because really it's just about investing You've got to invest some money at some point mm. if you want to same as you you know same as music production yeah, yeah. anything at some point you've got to invest some money um but for the most part it's investing time and spending time like he he was you know he'll be really honest about saying the what the reason my audio to get my audio sounding like it is now i've spent thousands and i and i mean thousands of hours testing trying testing trying mm. changing trying to so you know it takes a lot of um it's the 10 10 000 hour rule isn't it have you read that book about the the 10 000 I, know, I know of it but i haven't read it <clears throat> it's an interesting read i did it i read it in uh 
in college and it basically i mean it's, you can sum it up in one sentence that you need to put like 10,000 hours into one one uh, habit in order to or like one skill in order to be considered um, a master of it yeah and it's it's really the case with what you're talking about especially you know like learning the gear and kind of going back to what you said at the beginning of the stream where you have to be able to do all of this Mm-hmm. If you want to, well, for one, save money because it's an expensive, uh, you know, process to hire studios and whatnot, but also in order to be able self-efficient or efficient, is that the word? Yeah. To, yeah. um, to do everything. So, yeah. and how about like when you bought, like what, what was the first, so you had the bl- blue mic kind of going into the gear <laughs> the realm. Blue snowball. <laughs> I've, I've got that. I love that mic. Um, I remember thinking I was shit hot when I bought that one because well, I was just like, oh yeah, yeah well, I've bought a proper everybody mic. Had it as well. And blue yeah. is blue. I mean, is a great. Uh, it, it's I think it's an up and coming company because it's fairly new. It hasn't been around for too long. But that mic, when it came out, it blew up. It was uh, all over the place. Um, and uh, sorry, just having a look. I just saw TDQ's uh, message saying, "I learned that anyone can." Be- <laughs> 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 And then Alex follows up by saying subjective goal. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and then Steph says, well, I, I once heard that in order to sell uh, in YouTube, you must tell yourself as the abs- sell yourself as the absolute <laughs> chat. <laughs> know yeah. it all. Yeah. Yeah. Fake it till you make it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Chris Light says that blue. See, we've got other blues. Yeah, it's a great mic. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I've got the, you know, a Yeti is what I now use for hmm. my streaming and it, it's a cracking mic for that it's brilliant yeah. yeah yeah i need to get that one not that i need it i just want it just I to just say want it, that. Yeah. yeah i just want it do i That's need it case. no do i want no. it yes yeah. uh but then so, so is the yeti the one that because i thought we had the same mic didn't we not didn't you have this one yeah so the, the yeti is what i use to stream with so it's attached right. to an arm on my desk and then behind me here and you'll excuse the movement of the camera no here, worries um, behind me this way um Behind that very expensive <laughs> filter shield um, is, yeah, the Rode NT1A microphone, nice. which is what I use for my... I love that mic. I love that it's mic. It's so good. Yeah. It's so versatile uh, that you can use it on anything. Like, you can. It's a workhorse. It is, <laughs> we love it. I mean, there's a few mics in history. I don't know if you are familiar with the SM, like the Shure SM57 mic. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, for anybody who doesn't know, it's this like tiny mic, black, and it. I mean, it's been around since the 60s, I think. Mm. And it's still the most purchased. It's a must-have. And I think this one is going to become, you know, for later generations, it's going to be like a must-have microphone just because it can do everything. Like you can record instruments with it. You can do voiceover work. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad we're, we're microphone twins there. Yeah, microphone buddies. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> fantastic. And uh, and then how, what about or audio interfaces and stuff like that? Like how how confusing was it when you first started looking into all that stuff? I mean, yeah, it, it is. It's it's another one of those things where I'm just really glad that I met Guy because there's one or two times yeah. where he's kind of said a few things and where I think I, you know, you, you, you absorb all this knowledge and you start looking around for microphones and things. And so I'd got the, it's a very classic voiceover starter kit, which sounds mm. a bit derogatory actually, because it isn't a bad setup at all. But to be kind of, professional but on the slightly budget yeah, yeah. end um the road nt1a with the scarlet right two on two yes the focus right two on two um is is a very classic it's mm. what a lot a lot of voiceovers use 
but for for a good reason like it's it's a, it produces a very very good sound it's, it's solid, very versatile yeah, it's, solid. it's yeah, solid, yeah for, for not a huge for not a huge mm. outlay um and i remember a couple of times thinking looking at more expensive microphones and thinking oh, well i should upgrade really if i'm going to take mm. this seriously and then again a talk from guy who that was like you know and any any and it wasn't just guy there's quite a few professionals where when you really start getting into it it's very um you can spend as much you can have a microphone that costs you two thousand pounds in there if you're if the treatment of your space isn't right you're still gonna sound like shit mm -hmm. the microphone doesn't do that for you and actually from the budget end there isn't a lot of stuff in between it's a bit like um cameras so like webcams yeah, yeah. if you if you, you can you can get a half decent webcam if you really want to visually upgrade from that really you've got to get like one of those dslr like a Video vlogging camera yeah. and so then the price anything in between almost doesn't make a difference enough to spend the money if you're going to spend the money of... might as well spend it yeah if, exactly. if you're going to go yeah 100 percent. but or, i can relate don't to, spend it. i can relate to the whole um or don't spend it yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes it's difficult not to but uh <laughs> sometimes you just want to have no i'm joking but um no like i can relate to that thing with the because i, I I've, you know, with my music friends and Alex can relate to this as well. Like you can go down this rabbit hole of like, oh, I, I need this plugin and I need this, uh, my audio interface. And you've seen my kind of what I'm calling a studio. It's like literally a triangle of a room. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, I should get a new desk. I need a new desk because I need to have more space. And when I, when I took measurements, I was like, yeah, this is not going to fit. In. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should oh. I spend the money? Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, I, I can, I can relate to that whole. Should I spend the money or not? Um, yeah. Nice. And so now you've got a sweet set. I'm, I'm so happy you've got the uh, Scarlet because I've heard a lot of other people using that one for voiceover work and it's it's yeah. a fantastic one. Um, I just want to shift the conversation a little bit, kind of go into the more sure. uh, technical things of... Uh, I watched your vlog and you were doing some uh, warm-ups, which I found... <laughs> uh, because I, I used to take vocal lessons, as you can tell mm. by my angelic voice. Um, but uh, some of the warm-up exercises were quite similar in terms of like you need to make yeah. the faces. Yeah. Um, how do you have any any ones that you would uh, recommend to maybe fellow streamers that before they they go on and maybe give them the most craziest one that you've done? <laughs> so. Um, I think the craziest one I find so the one that you're supposed to do that's the most crazy I can't do very well but I think mm. even just attempting it is supposed to be so really it's just about loosening up your because obviously voiceover is just about sounding clear and mm. pronouncing things well, like enunciating well you don't have to have, sound super posh but you just have to sound clear and let everyone know what you're saying right and so um, we're very used to if you ever notice um, and I always find this really interesting uh, uh, Alexander's technique that is that is some of it stuff yeah Steph. that is actually some of it um yeah uh so it's a mixture I do I do a mixture basically but yeah if you if you if you look at um singers from like classic Hollywood so said so take mm -hmm. like Doris Day for example okay if you ever pay it once you see it it's really hard to unsee it but they use their mouth they when they sing they have a very big mouth so when she's singing like she's using her whole bass and she's and it's, mm. it's really big and that helps you because that's what singers used to do part of part of being right. a singer then was was getting the words out and if you think a lot of 
when you hear a lot of music, more modern music, sometimes you can't uh, fall out, boy. I can't hear a freaking word that they're actually saying. Or Ariana the music. Grande. Ariana Grande is like, the one that I don't, I cannot understand any single lyric that she's saying. I have to look at the lyrics and then I'm like, oh, okay, I can, I can, I can get what you're saying now. And and if you look at singers, they don't, they don't use, they don't utilize mm. that anymore. Um, and so really, any when you're doing any sort of speaking, it's just about loosening up your your face you know and I'm I'm terrible actually if I've got like a small job to do and I just want to get it done out of the way I'll just mm. go straight into it and it's fine like it's still I naturally I'm quite lucky naturally I'm yeah. from Cambridgeshire and so I have quite a neutral accent mm. um I was brought up to pronounce my words properly I'd get like berated if I said I'd be like can I have a go on the computer <laughs> and I'd be like sorry you want to have a go on the what? Can you say that again, please? Can I have a go on the computer? <laughs> so I've had that drummed into me naturally. But even if, if I don't do the warm-ups, I can feel stuff getting stuck in my mouth and it and it's mm. more of a chore for me to do it. So yeah, so so the, the main ones I'll do are just like yawning is actually, if you can make yourself yawn, is one of the best ones because it stretches this down here and it stretches your mouth. Mm. So if you can like really make yourself yawn, that helps. Oh well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and one of these as well, the fish one. Yeah, like that's that. one that. Yeah, that's one I've done before. And mm -hmm. you do that one, and you try to do uh, lip rolls as well, which I can't do. Like you need to. Oh. That yeah, one. can't do that one. But you, you're supposed to like push your cheeks, cheeks in. I don't know yeah. why you would do that, but anyway, it's. Uh, so yeah, so, so there's there's like trills, like the with your tongue, and now and we're all yawning. <laughs> fantastic yes. you, you, guys, you should all do this you should film yourselves doing it and then post send it to holly's instagram uh <gasps> so she can then uh I've, I've put all your information down below and we'll post it i, I don't know if alex is around but maybe you can post some in the chat as well so they can head over there um your yawning gang <laughs> hashtag yawn gang yes <laughs> do, do we want to buy some followers holly be oh famous? be famous Shall we be going this way? Yeah. <laughs> um, nice. Uh, what, so, sorry, I kind of lost track of what we were talking about. We were talking about technique. Yeah. Making silly faces. Yeah. Nice. Uh, is there anything else like in your like kind of process of getting ready for a voiceover uh, that you do? Anything like any routines that you like to follow? Yeah, I mean the um, the Alexander's techniques that Steph touched on is kind of a that's a you. It's about stepping up to the microphone mm. so that your posture is really good, um, so that you're not kind of leaning, or, so that you are, you're kind of, out, and it helps you project as well. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest thing for me is saying, staying super hydrated because I've always been pretty bad at that. And um, it's one of the really gross things about voiceover. And once you, again, you, and you'll know this, anyone that's in, a, in an industry that's either music or, you know, that kind mm. of thing, you start to tune into things a lot more than you ever did. And you can hear things. So like when you listen to TV and there's some musical in the background, without even realizing, you'll be analyzing that in some sort of way, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, same with voiceovers sometimes. And if you're not really hydrated, um, you get what's called a lot of mouth noise, which is a bit gross. It's basically just little little clicks, exactly that. Um, kind of like those really gross, like, like wet yeah. noises you get in your mouth. And if you're... Um, so I avoid dairy and sugar. They're the two worst for pr they produce mm -hmm. mucus in your mouth. Oh, is right. the technical term? It's not a lovely really? word. Mucus, yeah, mouth wow. mucus. Mm. Um, and uh, so you just get a sticky mouth. So sugar mm -hmm. and dairy do that. Um, but you reckon whiskey is not a good thing to to drink before 
a show. I mean, it, it would make it that, more fun, I'd we, imagine. My cousin and I, when we were younger, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but <laughs> we we would watch, we were big into 80s hair metal stuff. And, you know, you would see all these singers of that time when they were younger talking about how they would have a shot of whiskey before going out on stage because it would like warm up your, your throat. So we were like, oh, yeah, yeah, then we, we'll live this rock and roll lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, but I don't remember how well those shows went. But maybe. It's <laughs> Do you remember them at all? Is the <laughs> that, yeah, there's yeah, there's a little bit of a blur, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little bit too much whiskey. <laughs> uh, Steph says mouth and mucus, uh, new death uh, metal boy band. There you go. <laughs> Introducing mouth mucus. Woo! That would be a good a good name for. That would be. Um, <laughs> I'm just keeping wary of. The... Are you okay for time? Yeah. 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 Okay. I've got I've got a few more questions mm-hmm. that I want to run by. <coughs> One thing is like kind of uh, talking about. I don't know how easy. I, I, it's a bit. I hate it when they do it with music. Like, how, how did you get inspired to create this piece of music? But like in terms of when somebody comes to you with a script, mm-hmm. is there something like a like a checklist that you go through, or something that you you do in order to start creating either the voice or the character that you you want to portray? Uh, I don't know if it's an easy question, an easy way to describe it. I know it's kind of like a vague question, but I'm just um, curious, like yeah. how you, how you think about things. Yeah, I mean, a lot of my work, I think that when a lot of people hear voiceover artists, they think TV, cartoons, you know, mm. that kind of thing, games, um, and that's great. But actually, the most um, what's the word I'm looking for? The 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 the, the side of it that gives you this money, okay. um, the, the, the the stuff that pays the best is commercial and corporate stuff, okay. which is kind of boring. Um, mm. Not not always, you know, but um, it's I, I, but like sometimes there's like medical training scripts. I did a lot of scripts around COVID and stuff. Mm. So a lot of that is just a very standard professional right. but friendly. So and, it's and not it's, much it's, of a creative process to it. It's more like read you the slip script. into just a standard mm. like, hello and welcome to this technical course. You know, it's very easy to... Um, the commercial stuff can be a bit more fun because, mm. you know, that can be very upbeat, very exciting. It depends on what you're selling. I think I I like to think, I think part of what I found I had a bit of a talent for was very quickly getting that. So mm. whatever the script was for, really quickly understanding how that needed to be translated. I think, I, I think I'm... I'm quite good at that. I like to think I'm good at that. I think, I think many people <laughs> agree with that. Um, and and yeah, and so the few um, dramatic character reads, if you like, that I've done, mm. and I I tend to, I do want to get into that a little bit more. But what I've also realised is that that's the quite they're quite different things actually. So there's mm. you know all of it is kind of acting obviously you have to portray an emotion to some extent yeah becoming another character so i i did a um a, 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 there's a blah, 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 blah. there's an indie game called um summerford which is like a, a horror game so like a you know it's kind of a retro style bit like the early days of um DJ's favorite of gaming yeah yeah definitely yeah it's, it's, he, he loves it um and i played the main character in that so that was oh, very nice a new it's the first time I'd, I'd ever done something like that um and it was difficult I always thought I was quite good at voices hmm. and then actually what they'd asked me to do because it was the demo you get 
you, there's only another couple of characters in there. So there's the main character, Sam, who I played, and they they quite liked it. It's almost my natural voice was the read, which mm. is a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more... Um, uh, oh, God, the word. Vocal fry. A little, little bit more vocal fry than I've been okay, yeah, yeah. She's a little bit cool. You know, she's a little bit more, nice. like, sarcastic. Um, but there was an old lady who had a couple of lines, and they said, oh, you know, because it's the demo, like, can mm. we just get you to do it? And I was like, sure, I could do an old lady voice. When I listen back, when I want to hear the like, if I play the demo, I'm like, it just sounds like me. <laughs> I was really bad at making you two in your very head. different. Yeah. In my head, I was like amazing at it, and then I listened back and I was like, because they did. I mean, they were really nice, but they mm. were very like, we need it to sound more different. So I was like, okay, right. and I really put some effort into that. But even now, listening back, I'm like. Yeah, that's that's just me. I can hear, I can just hear that that's, that's me. That's good though, like because then you kind of uh, I guess you, you listen back to stuff that you've already done and you kind of yeah. know what to do for the few. That, so, oh man, that that you know, I, I'm we're going to be interviewing um, my cousin's uh, partner. She's a, an actress, so she's done. I, I know that she's done some um, voiceover work, but I always find it intriguing how um, you know, like for certain jobs like voiceover and acting you really need to flick a switch in your mind and get into a certain mind frame yeah. in order to execute the thing that you need to do. Whereas yeah. in music, I don't, I mean, I may be wrong. If anybody disagrees, let me know. But I, in music, I just don't think we have that. You kind of just mm. go into the music mode and that's the extent of it. Mm. So I always find it intriguing how, you know, you, you can completely lose yourself into yeah. a character in order to create something new that's... Yeah. Basically. I have I have a lot more respect for actors now because I'm not an actress really. Like I say, I can translate a script. I can put. I'm, I can mm. deliver emotion, mm. um, but I'm not a character actor. That takes a lot of training actually, and that's why people go to acting school. And and people mm. who can do that very naturally, I'm kind of in awe, like because not only do you have to really embody another character, you almost have to mentally become mm. someone else. You have to do that on top of remembering your lines and delivering it how they want it delivered so it's like another so it's doing what I do or what you do plus doing it as someone else mm -hmm. <laughs> and it just kind of blows my mind and you know I, again after training I'm sure it's one of those things that becomes a natural talent but for me it's like that's where if I wanted to really get into proper video gaming right and and like and proper character acting mm. um I'd need to do I think I'd need to do more training definitely interesting well so yeah. you wouldn't consider doing like acting because i think i think i think you would be good a uh, good actress because even on your streams you're quite you know not that you're acting but i think you kind you kind of oh, have yeah you've got the yeah. you know i think i think i think you i would i would i would watch a movie with you in there <laughs> with uh, grace at some point maybe maybe she can uh she may have some tips uh yes about that I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be tuning in for that one i mean yeah. i think i think if i was going to be an actress actress i'd be like a bruce willis where i would just be holly so i can give you emotion i can i mm. can make you can i can convince you that i'm feeling what i'm feeling or that i'm like <clears throat> you know i can convince you of of of, of a thing but as right. me so i'd be i you know what i mean like if you're watching yeah. a film with bruce willis in it it's he's, he's bruce willis there's several <laughs> actors that are like that isn't uh, the yeah. guy did you ever watch o ozark on uh, netflix I'm trying uh, to think yes. of what other movies he's been in. Um, I forget his name. I'm really bad with the actor's names. He was in... Um, Is it... Um, he was in Hancock as well with Will Smith. Uh, is it Jason Bateman? Jason Bates, yeah, that's him. Yes, yes, he Wolf. Played, I mean, he's in a 
a bunch of different movies, but I feel that his character is very similar. And it kind of comes across as if that's just who he is. But yeah. everybody can relate to his character because of that. Like it kind yeah. of like you know what to expect. Yeah. Uh, very nice. Um, I've got more questions. I'm just trying to pick which one to ask. Too many questions. Again, if Maybe. anybody else, we have some questions from uh, people uh, from the Discord and whatnot. Um, so we talked about you going freelance. My other question, one, one thing that I noticed the other day, and I kind of wanted to include this in the stream because I think it, it talks a lot about your character and what you stand for is that I think it was yesterday's stream, you had somebody join your chat saying like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a bit down, a bit depressed. Yeah. It was really nice the way you handled it. And it was really nice how supportive, you, you know, your community is. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of just made me think about, you know, the whole pandemic. And um, I think like I've heard stories of different people, how they went through it. And I, I was just curious if there's anything, and if you want to share any uh, this, because I think some people are a bit, hesitant in uh, talking about this but how did you what was it was there something that you did that helped you survive the whole pandemic the lockdowns because it was a very difficult period I think for many creatives because you know there's lack of socializing and you know work was uh, especially in the music industry I mean work just kind of collapsed Mm -hmm. nobody was Mm -hmm. recording um but yeah how like uh, kind of on the idea of like you're very mental you know pro not pro mental yeah pro mental you you made yeah. this, this uh not mistake but like i know said, i did this is actually my stream like <laughs> we're, we're we're really big on being mental no wait I no mean, that doesn't sound mental, right. wait what <laughs> uh but like um yeah. yeah like how um but you 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 are very uh kind and nice to people in your chat and i was just wondering like is there stuff that you did during the pandemic that helped you kind of push through like obviously a difficult time for everybody um yeah and and it was streaming and and that's as simple as that I you know I was still at my part-time job when the pandemic hit and I was um furloughed so I wasn't doing any of that work Mm. um and uh the first the the first big lockdown my voiceover work just disappeared Mm. (laughs) for about I burnt through all my savings I had no money um, I mean, furlough—the money that I was getting from my furlough job—it was a part-time job as well. It was only—it was kind of—it wasn't quite my outgoings either. Right. So I was just, yeah, I was just burning through my savings. I got none of us knew how long it was going to last. I had no work on because even though I can—I mean, very lucky that actually I can do all of this from home. So the second kind of time round, it was fine. Mm. But I think it was such an unknown thing. Nobody wanted to spend any money, so nobody was marketing anything, which meant that they weren't making commercials and and you know nobody Mm. wanted to spend any money because they didn't know where any of this was going to go um and so the only good thing is I'd I'd sort of streamed on and off here and there a bit to like two people directly through my PlayStation um a few years before and just again another one of those things well well it's never going to go anywhere I'm never going to be like a famous you know I'm never going to build up a so you know it's just a bit of a bit of fun I was like, well, I've got the time. I actually, I hadn't had a proper PC in such a long time. I'd just got myself this kind of half decent PC to do my voiceover with. Um, I'd bought um, the Blue Yeti. I actually, um, I um, justified the purchase because I remember saying I'd got, um, I think it was the year before I'd got a bonus from my previous job. Nice. And I was like, well, you know, 
really I need a backup mic for mm. voiceover just in case this song breaks or something. That's um, I love that mindset. That's what I so try to do. It's kind of for work. Yeah. But then also it's it's like here for streaming if I want to do that. So love. I had the Blue Yeti tucked away for maybe like two years because I was like, mm. I'm gonna start streaming. Never did. Um so it was there ready. And then I was like, now I have all this time on my hands. Like, sod it. I'm going to stream a bit. Um, so you've been Chris... streaming for two years now? Is that like, yeah, really? I thought you were streaming like before, way before that as well. No, I like, yeah, yeah literally on and off. No, I started, I literally started as lockdown. So it was like the end of March 2020. Mm. Wow, um, nice. And Chris, who I'd mentioned before, had um, been on Twitch. So he'd been streaming for a long time mm. um, before it kind of blew up around the pandemic and he was always like Chris has always been my biggest cheerleader Chris is very like hardcore I believe in you you can do it mm. I think you'd be really good at it um and I yeah it was and I never really listened until you know and then um I mean bless him like when I started a couple of the people that um <laughs> that's me that's Chris um you know from his streams from his community came over to my streams um and... dr squidge that we all know and love that's how i know yeah. her um she was a chris chris original nice. and um and i just i loved it i all of a sudden was like now i'm doing it properly and i'm here all of a sudden was like this is incredible i need to do more of this this is this is great um and then i was just very lucky in that early on so again long story short um there's a, a very big streamer now called squid game her name's lydia she's part of the yacht cast um chris and her work together way back oh, when nice. on jinx tv and so chris kind of knows her hmm. and so therefore before she became sort of really big you know we i, I don't know her like no one nowhere but we sort of know of each other right. and um and she raided me with kind um. of 300 people which was at the time I, I was like a rabbit in headlights but then maybe half a dozen people from that one raid just stayed and to this day make up the very core of my nice. community that's a, that's and so well, yeah and then of course you start and you know this like you start networking like mm. I met you through Mr. Steve J Street yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of decided I was like I did that thing I was like I, I want to raid someone because Chris was always raiding me bless him because he was always dreaming first and then he'd come and raid me in the afternoon that was mm. lovely I was like oh, I want to do that I want to raid someone so I was like oh, I'll make some stream friends so I just went and found loads of people's streams That's who cool. were playing games that I might like who seemed like nice people um and then I met old bald who doesn't stream anymore Steve mm. and Blake and uh and then from there <laughs> it just kind of ripple effect Nice. Yeah, and now all of our, you know, communities just like overlap a little bit, which I love. It's, it's just great. this beautiful yeah. thing. I love it so much. So, yeah. and especially during the pandemic, where mm. I mean, I spent it here during the lockdown. Well, the pandemic is still going on, but like the lockdown. Um, I mean, we couldn't leave the house. We it was like mm. you had to send a text in order to go anywhere. So, like mm. having you know things. I mean, you can watch so much Netflix. And, you know, if you, you end up watching the whole thing. But so it was nice to kind of discover Twitch and kind of meet people that way, which was quite, yeah. you know, you get to interact at least virtually with somebody uh, yeah. on, online. Uh, TDQ says uh, Twitch is a wonderful place like that. It yeah, is. 100%, 100%. Um, is. Just going back to uh, Happy's uh, question, um, thing, um, 
he says, we have somewhere to ask questions. Are they taking questions? Yeah. So if you join the Discord or if you don't, you know, I, I know how Discord is. You've got like multiple servers. It gets crazy. <laughs> Uh, you're more than welcome to leave a, a question in here. If Alex is still around, if you can just save them so we can uh, go through them later on. Um, I think that kind of wraps up my my questions in terms of, you know, like the voiceover work. I don't know if there's anything else you kind of want to promote at this point, uh, That anything that you're working on. And uh, then maybe we can go into some fun games, Christmas again. Sure, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I, get, I think we've covered everything. You know, that's my little voiceover story. Um, I'm I've been doing it for five years now and I still feel like you know I've still got lots to learn I'm still getting there so it's it's a long That's old stretch enough. but I feel like even if even if you're stuck in a full-time job I think it's so important to at least have some time to do the things you're passionate about like I love voiceover but like I say actually that doesn't scratch my creative itch as much yeah, anymore yeah. um so I love doing that through twitch and actually um more recently now as well which i will just um you know i'm sure still talk about that when he's mm. um when he's on here um ha he's been doing a little bit of music with um his lovely wife lynn's and weirdly that's all of a sudden inspired me to want to get back into doing a bit of music again like again mm. i've always had no confidence in my i can't write music i don't understand people that write music i think happy had said earlier that like people that do so like Sometimes people's brains just work differently. I can't just go, here's a melody. There you go. <laughs> um, but my, uh, the lovely Dan, who I, people hear me talk about Maggie Dan all the time. He's a very, yeah. very good friend of mine. He wrote my theme tune. Um, he's contributed a lot to Biscuit FM, which most people know about. And um, we've got he, questions about that. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, he, he is also an amazing musician, like a serious musician. Um, he uh, is currently doing a project called Doll's House Emporium, which is beautiful music. And um, and I, I love singing. And I was like, you know what? Next year, I messaged him. I said, Dan, next year, I want to make some serious music with you. I've always yes. wanted to do it. And I've never had the confidence to. And listening to Steve's song with Linz, I was like, this is just not not the music, but the way Linz was singing. I was like, this is the sort of singing I've always wanted to do, like mm -hmm. in a song. But because I don't have the expertise and the stuff around it, I can't just put a song together by myself. So mm. Dan is is very up for this. So coming in 2022, we're going to be putting together a small yes. album of um, kind of like sea shanty kind of songs. Okay, nice. Um, but they're all going to be linked and they're going to kind of tell a story so um we're gonna have some like proper sea shanty like medieval like medieval kind of folk music sounding stuff but it's also some mm. very ethereal kind of and they're all gonna just tell one story so that's what we're gonna be working on so something that, new that is, something different is, the is, mix, is there a know? name for that project or is that in, kind of in the works but that's as far as we've got dan mm. has sent me something that he'd been working on i've sent him some recordings of me humming general mel <laughs> melodies that I like you do have that creative you should uh, you should do it definitely you I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people here that will will tune in to check that out mm -hmm. speaking of ethereal just kind of something I that slipped my mind I wanted to talk a little bit about the YouTube videos that you're doing uh as well because I think that's pretty neat um that you've got going oh, yeah. on and you do the let me just I do all sorts <laughs> that's fun you know that like we said in the beginning that, that you do it you know, you're so creative that you got the Twitch, you've got the YouTube, you're doing the voiceover stuff. And now we're going to have music, which is great news. Um, but people should check out your YouTube videos as well. I'm just going to put a, post a link ah, in the thanks. chat. Yeah, yeah if, you're not, if you're not subscribed to Holly, make sure you go ahead and 
drop a, a subscribe, which means something completely different in um, in YouTube world. But it's uh, free. Uh, <laughs> you have to pay for it on youtube <laughs> that was so confusing when i first joined twitch I was like subscribe follow what's the difference you know yeah wait what um but you, you also do these kind of uh asmr would you describe them type of videos yeah. where you put together clips and you you create soundscapes that's it yeah so it's more like i mean i kind of use the word asmr a bit but it is more mm. like they're just relaxing soundscapes i love a soundscape you know if i'm uh, I suffer really badly with anxiety on and off. Not mm. so much now, like it's I'm in a much better place with it all, but um I find them very calming and relaxing. And you know, if I'm in an evening, if I've had quite a stressful day or something and I'm like reading a book, oh my god, having the sound of like maybe a bit of wind blowing in the background mm. or crackling fire, like they're so cozy. And I love them. And then I kind of I don't know what made me think of it, but I was just like, oh, this would be really cool if you could like have them but like themed around a game so that they're sounds you recognize because a lot of people mm -hmm. um find gaming like that's there's certain games that people find very comforting you know squid just talked about squid got me into this game called slime rancher and she was very open about the fact that it really helped her through quite a dark time because it's such nice. a very sweet very happy game mm -hmm. um and i suddenly thought like yeah you know like games can be very very positive for your mental health mm. um and so why not have those two things together like there's a bit of nostalgia there's like sounds from a game that you know um so one of the most popular ones i've done is bioshock <laughs> weirdly and if anyone knows that you game it's like a that, kind of it? a it's like a horror steampunk game it isn't what you would necessarily think of it as relaxing um but it's just a game that you love and that it kind of reminds you of maybe a simpler time when you're a kid or whatever and but also it's quite a relaxing thing to listen to. So I kind of just get the two things and smush them together. It's lovely. I mean, it's great. I'm sure there's plenty of people that would would find that helpful, especially, you know, if it's something that yeah. you can relate to with the game stuff as well. Mm. Um, that's great. So, yeah, make sure you, you drop drop a subscribe or follow or whatever you want to call it on YouTube. And uh, hopefully we'll hear more of that. Uh, we've got some questions from our uh, viewers. And so I, I did post some uh, um, like a post on Discord saying, like, if you've got any questions for uh, Holly, let me know. Um, so the first one that came through is actually from TDQ, uh, Totally Dog Quack, if we if we don't if you don't know who that is. Uh, I'm just going to do some shout outs. <laughs> who is that? Yeah. Who is that? Uh, never spell her name correctly. That's me. There we go. That's me. Um, another great streamer who's a part of Holly's D's and mostly, well, obviously mostly Wolf's uh, community as well. But TDQ asks, what, uh, how did uh, Biscuit FM start? And maybe to preface that, like if you can tell people what is Biscuit FM, that would be great as well for anybody who doesn't know by now, if you don't, where are you sure. living? Sure. I'm sure most, most people do know. I, I talk about it so much. Biscuit <laughs> FM. Oh, look at the mug I happen to have with me today as well. That was genuinely accidental, by the way, but I do happen to have the Biscuit <laughs> FM mug with me. Um, so when I first started streaming, um, we ended up having a very deep and meaningful conversation about biscuits. Because a lot, a lot of, especially when I first started streaming, I just talked about food a lot. Because <laughs> it's, you know, why not? Um, and we started talking about biscuits and it would kind of turned into this really serious debate and we would been talking about biscuits for maybe 20 minutes um, mm. and I, I remember saying like god we sound like we're on some sort of biscuit radio station and I was like oh my god I would listen to that and then of course everyone in chat god I, you know yeah that would be I'd listen to a 
radio station that just talked about tea and biscuits and I was kind of like laughing and being like biscuit FM biscuits in the morning and stuff like that and again Magadoo Dan that one of my favorite things about Dan is that he's always on board for something and he doesn't even need an explanation so there is there is genuinely a clip of me in my stream somewhere saying kind of hypothetically this is before I'd actually asked him I was like Dan uh would you please write us a jingle to to Biscuit FM for a biscuit radio station? No, the radio station does not exist, but would you please write us a theme tune? And he was like, yeah, sure. And he did. Fantastic. And so he wrote us this theme tune, which sounded incredible because it's Dan. Like he's it, Dan almost is at his best when he's doing stupid, like just it's the fun ridiculous way, stuff for it? fun. The yeah. It's the playful, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, this was before COVID. And then, of course, lockdown hit. And um, both me, him and his lovely partner, who's also a very good friend of mine, Carly, who everyone knows in chat as Bells, nice. um, yeah. we're all feeling a little bit like, you know, that, that creative itch. None of us could really be doing the stuff we wanted to be doing. We couldn't really get out. And, we're like, eh. mm -hmm. um, and I genuinely can't even remember where the suggestion, like who said, let's do this. But it was like, wouldn't it be cool if we did an actual some actual content and straight away I kind of it was for my be right back screen I was like wouldn't it be really cool if we had some just really daft stuff to listen to while I put my be right back oh, screen yeah. on that was um biscuit biscuit FM related and so then we wrote dunk my love together over zoom which is the very first biscuit FM song um I did some adverts because obviously that's just oh, that's in my wheelhouse I could just oh, like, knock out yeah. like this. and I I made them very over the top advertising um I, the classic M&S voice kind of one um and people went crazy for it and so then that made me so happy I was like well now I want to do more obviously yeah. um I uh it's not one of the most popular ones but I really wanted a David Bowie sounding song which is where Frankie Nefka Biscuit comes mm. from Dan did that one all himself bless him he was amazing um and then again I can't even remember how or why but then it was like a couple of people in the community wanted to get involved and it was like yeah of course like there's so many musicians why not mm. um Ash wrote um yeah this amazing song called um Crumbs and then it just snowballed and like everyone wanted to get involved and I was just like get like get, in get involved man like let's get people a doing little spots as a DJ or like, you know, writing stuff, making songs, just doing little voiceovers. And we're up to about 20 minutes of content now. <laughs> so can we expect maybe down the line a, a radio, like an internet radio show, which is I'd love that. strictly biscuit themed? I'd love it. Be I would really, really love it. I know um, Blake sent me uh, when it first started a thing, a podcast about people that just talk about cereal in the same sort of vein and yeah. i was like hey, this is great it's just I mean, people like a talk about, they talk about music gear and stuff like that why not make yeah. one which is just about uh about sure. you know, teas exactly. and biscuit yeah um exactly. there's another question which i wrote mm -hmm. down that i wanted to ask you but i noticed that dj asked it as well let me just find where it is oh. in the unless he wants to write it again if he's uh, available um uh, do, 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 do. sorry bear with me COVID streamers unite. <laughs> I love that. Uh, well, I'll ask the question while I'm I'm searching for it. But yeah, yeah. my question was that I wanted to ask you, additionally to everything else, is is there a franchise or a game or a cartoon that you would really love to be a part of? Like oh, I, the team. Yeah. I saw I saw that from I think yeah, Steve, Steve said your dream yeah. VO job. 
I think I saw that's that one. It. Yeah, yeah, Dream yeah. Dojo. Yeah. That's a difficult one because I love the idea of being in some sort of anime or cartoon. The trouble mm. is if you're doing an anime, obviously it's dubbing, which is a whole different, like, you go to a studio. And actually, fun fact, if you want to do dubbing of, like, proper anime, 90% of it is done in one studio in... I think it's LA, but it's like one really? studio. Okay. So if you don't live there, you're not getting the job. Like ninety wow, percent of dubbing, yeah, yeah. And it's that's quite a common like thing when people start to get into it. It's like yeah, you need to live here and you need to be able to get to that studio. Otherwise, it's not. Oh, yeah. Which is part of the reason when you watch dubbed anime, you will hear the same. I mean, they're incredible actors, but you do hear mm. the same the same people again. The same again. voices, yeah. I think I think what I would really love is actually. I, I think I the more the more I do this, I really like the idea of being in indie games. Yeah, because mm. I I love I love the whole idea of indie games. They're so much more. The more I've played them, I find them to be so much more weird and wonderful than like main. I'm, there's there's you know I love Bethesda games. There's there's there are massive franchises that I love playing. Mm. But I think if I was going to voice some stuff, it would be one of those really whimsical mm. little story games that I've started to fall in love with. Mm. That would be my dream job now. Now. I think before it was always, you know, oh, in a kids cartoon. Yeah, I mean, I love yeah, the yeah. idea of being in a kids cartoon. I love the idea of kids listening to relating voice, to your voice. A, yeah, yeah. yeah, that would always be like a, you know, an absolute pipe dream kind of thing. Nice. But, but like as a real dream, yeah, like indie games, those particular type of weird, wonderful story games would definitely be. That's awesome. I'm just going to pop over to Discord. Uh, just to make sure that I've not missed any questions. Yeah. Um, oh, Alex is messaging me the questions. Uh, oh, no, he's asking me if, if I've got your socials. <laughs> I'll, I'll post them <laughs> in a second, Alex. Um, oh, yeah, so qu Alex has a question. He, mm -hmm. he says, Holly plays uh, the ukulele. How long have you been playing ukulele for? Oh, how long have I been playing for? Um, so one of the jobs, so when I talked about floating around from job to job, um oh sorry it's sorry uh it's from tdq hi oh, hi tdq um yeah so um when i was playing around from job to job one of the jobs i landed in was a company called Technote, who mm -hmm. distributed uh, who imported musical instruments and um distributed them to um different companies so um on amazon argos there was a brand called music alley there's a brand called martin oh, yeah. smith Hmm. Yeah, Martin Smith, yeah, yeah. and oh, there was one called Rock something. Uh, Electric guitars, quite, rock quite band. kind of rock band, wasn't it? Oh, I think or... it might have been uh... where you learn you learn how to play guitar through uh, kind of games. No, they were they were actual guitars. They were like electric guitars, just like entry level for kind of kind of teenagery. Anyway, um, oh, Rocksmith, that was it. Rocksmith, Rock yeah, yeah. Um, I knew it was like something with band or Smith or something like that, but I can't remember yes. what it was. Um, I think it was Rocksmith. So basically, they techno owned those brands um, okay. to, you know, import instruments from China, have them made, and sell them to like Argos, Amazon, Tesco, all those places. And um, and I worked for them. <clears throat> and so, um, Bandsmith, John Smith. We're <laughs> just getting all the Smiths now. The Smiths. <laughs> Smith Smiths. <laughs> um and uh and of course you know what it's like you when you work there you get these instruments at cost and I was like I might buy this really cool mm. I mean again very entry level but this really nice um acoustic guitar for like 15 quid when it should be 
50. I'm going to, you know. And uh, what I very quickly realized was that I'm far too tiny to play the guitar. <laughs> um, in, in like, so there's, I think there's a photo of me somewhere and I, I so I have to play guitar like this <laughs> because it's, it's so big. <laughs> and my, and I, I did learn for a little while. The, 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 yeah. The, the, the call, I had to try and do finger stretching exercises because my mm. fingers just didn't didn't it was just and again I said before like I don't mind working hard at a thing but when I start something if it's like so incredibly hard it puts me off I'm it's discouraging isn't it yeah it's I'm like, no I don't, I don't want to do this now if I can get good at something not quickly but like if I can see progress quite mm. early on I'll stick with the thing right. if I can't it, it goes in the bin I can't I can't be doing that so guitar was out the window um and so then I was like I'll try ukulele they're tiny and they sound cute and it was so much easier ukulele is really easy to learn really um it's so easy to learn it's, it's like, oh but is that because you're so used to guitars though well that's the thing because like guitar has it has a logic to the way the strings are tuned like yeah, once you ukulele. kind of learn the basics of it, it kind of there's a system. Yeah. The way the ukulele is changed, yeah. just it, you can't but play see, scales, you can't do anything yeah. with it. It's very confusing. And, and this is why I, the way my that that's again that's the way my brain works here because mm. I'm so. A lot of people apply music theory to be very being very similar to maths in a lot of ways, yeah. and so I think if you understand music theory, you expect to see patterns. Whereas I, yeah. my brain doesn't do that. Mm. What I do have is quite a good ear and mm. I can remember because um, I'm quite visual. I can yeah, remember the finger placements. Yeah. So that's how I learn songs. That's, that's all it is. I just, I remember what a chord is. I don't understand the scales. Like again, like you say, ukulele strings don't even go up in order in mm. the note. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. No. It's like, I thought violin was difficult, but compared to the ukulele, mm. it's like a piece yeah. of cake now, but yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like, yeah. I really, yeah, we, I think everybody enjoys when you, when you pull out the ukulele and play, play some tunes. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll look forward to seeing more of that down, yes. the, down the line. Uh, <laughs> let me just check through uh, the questions that I had. If we don't, it, let me know if you've got any other questions in the chat and maybe we can address them. But um, if we, if we're happy with those questions, I have some end of stream uh, games. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Steph says theory derives from practical practical oh. thingies. Yeah. Practical. Um, I think I saw a question from Happy oh, yeah. in the chat earlier. Uh, yeah. How do you how do you approach trying something new or experimental and don't mm. know how it will go? Do you ever get fear of failure and how you do do with that? Nice. There we go. You get it. Thanks, Alex. Um. Uh. Yeah. So. If I'm and part of the reason I wanted to answer this one is because I'm always very honest. Like, there's a lot of people in any of these industries where they feel like because we're in that culture of social media, you have to only mm. show the good side of stuff. You have to look like you're succeeding. Yeah, you, you have to look like grind, you're doing yeah. really well. Yeah. Um. Actually, my anxiety gets in the way of my voiceover career a lot. So if I'm looking at jobs to apply for, and one of them says live directed session, if I'm not in the right headspace, I just don't apply for it. Mm. I'm like, I instantly like, no, no, I can't handle that. It's too scary. I've done quite a few live directed sessions, um, and they've been fine. Um, but oh my god, my I really struggle. Like it's my anxiety really. really are they very? Me, so. Are they very strict? Like, I mean, what's the vibe during a um, like a when the director's day? Is it quite like formal or is it kind of like? Totally loose? depends on the client. Depends on the okay. So I did one for an Italian fashion brand where there was like um, four people or. One of them was just speaking Italian. One of them kind of spoke English, but was quite blunt. 
and was just like no don't do it like that do it like this and it's mm-hmm. like okay and they don't wrong they were really happy with it in the end that's yeah, fine yeah, yeah. Like, it's just been a culture thing you don't you don't know Could but be, yeah. that was really kind of like nerve-wracking other times they're like they're so lovely they're like chatty yeah. with you um i had i have one guy called mark as a, i've done a couple of voiceovers for zoom the the company yeah. Zoom, like the video thing and um he's great because he knows exactly how he wants it said so what we do is we do this and he goes he'll read the line to me and i read it back to him so he'll go zoom is great and i'll go zoom is great and he'll go zoom is great okay so he'll give zoom. you the, the what's the word literally inflections? yeah is that the word inflections, inflections that's it yeah and the, oh wow that's interesting yeah, yeah and i don't mind that i mean you know he's very really really lovely guy he acknowledges is he acknowledges mm-hmm. that it's a little bit unusual but he's like look i just know exactly what i want just like this like this know. like this and it will take us maybe 30 minutes and we're done boom and you're, you're having done. fun with it as well i guess at the same yeah, time exactly nice. uh <laughs> Do you ever fear that? I guess the second part to that question is like, do you ever fear of failure, and how do you deal with it? Yes, of course. Like I, like mm-hmm. I said, I suffer with anxiety quite a lot, so a lot of that is just pure panic when I think yeah. that that's something that I, I'm going to mess up. Normally, I'm on the technical side mm-hmm. um, because you know all of this is self-taught. You know, doing yeah. things. So I'm going to one of the things I'm going to challenge myself to do is learn um, how to do the. I don't even remember what it's called is. DN Source Connect, basically. Um, okay. So I'm going to learn how to utilize that because nice. that's one of those things that will essentially get me more work and more money. Yeah. And will, yeah. Nice. Um, but it scares the living shit out of me. I'm not going to lie because it's something new and unknown. I've just, I'm terrible at getting myself into a comfortable place. I'm like, I've done all the scary stuff for a while. I've got myself into a place where I'm, you know, there's some work there's some nice work coming in um where I don't really have to talk to anyone it's all online and so I don't want to push myself anymore but I'm gonna I'm gonna I always find as soon as I'm in a good place that's when I'm like right you push yourself that's a good time to do you know I always feel just since you play games as well I always make a reference about um unlocking knowledge and how did you ever play Age of Empires I know the game but I never played it basically in the game if you've seen the gameplay you start off with a map where you've got like a few pixels unlocked and then as you go into other territory it kind of unlocks the map and you can see what's going on that's Mm. how i feel about like learning new skills that you start with like your bubble of stuff that you already know but as you go outward you're kind of unlocking these maps that will lead you to other other paths yeah just trying to throw that like little i really like that I hundred. I think. I think in visual metaphors like that all the time. Like I mm. will th- honestly. I I love a visual metaphor. Um, I throw those at people. I'm also. glad you appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah. I think it's also just difficult because when you when you're self taught, I'm also one of those people. Like you say, the I mean, less of the fear of failure, but just doubting my own ability because when I've learned mm. a thing, there's nobody. It's not like you're in a classroom that there's no one to tell you. Yeah. Yes, that's right. You've done that right. Mm. So you'll be learning a thing. You might be learning it wrong. You don't know. I might be. Just, so it's there's a bit of that as well when you're branching out by yourself it's mm. it takes a lot of confidence and sometimes that can get quite like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's I, like... I guess it also depends on as you said before like it depends on the situation as well because like i i, I feel you know, on my end in terms of the music production stuff i feel quite confident in certain things but the, i know that there's been situations where i'm doing something that i've done a thousand times and everything just goes wrong yeah. but in that situation you come up across as like you know it doesn't go well for you so it doesn't look good towards the other person 
And mm -hmm. that sometimes is a bit scary, especially with technology oh, yeah. stuff. You know, yeah. like if something goes wrong and you're yeah. trying to figure it out what 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 it is, it can be it can be a bit a bit scary. Yeah. Um I, I think we have another question from that was a great question, actually. That a lot of gems in in that one, as Alex mm -hmm. would say would say. <laughs> Steve says, if you won the lottery tomorrow, which of all the creative things would you do would you continue to do? Oh, that's wow. interesting. That's like interesting. Bye-bye. No more streaming. <laughs> Do you know what? Streaming actually is the thing I'd probably put some money into. Mm. I think at the moment, I'm I'm quite fickle. I, I change. This is, you know, I'm one of those people where, like, I, um, like, I always want something new to work on. Me and Steve have had this conversation because we're quite mm. similar. <laughs> you've got You've got this thing that's doing really well and you could put more effort into it to make it continue to do well. But then right. there's this little shiny new thing over here that, I want to do that. <laughs> has, like, there's, oh, there's, there's no followers and no anything with this yet, but it's new and shiny. And you could put all your energy into this instead and let this just sit. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think, um, I think the nice thing about winning the lottery is we take all the pressure off. Although, do you know what? I, I have this conversation sometimes with myself around, I don't know if I'd enjoy myself doing the things I do. Part of why I like doing the voiceover thing is like, it still amazes me that sometimes that I get money for it, which sounds so mm. stupid. But you know, like sometimes, and sometimes I get paid really well. Like if you do the right job for the right company, you know, that Zoom commercial I did took me, because Mark is so like this, it took me 25 right. minutes um, and I got 500 pounds for that for 30 minutes work. Fantastic. That's, great. that's amazing. I mean, it's not all like that, obviously, but. Um, now everybody quits their nine like, five job. And then... <laughs> yeah, I'm like, doing voiceover. 30 minutes 500 how much um and so you know sometimes something like that happen and i'm like oh my god i got lots of money for doing this thing that i actually wanted to do mm. um and i think if i won the lottery that would take that the fun out of it yeah that away mm. because i don't really need the money so i think i think i'd probably i'd probably indulge myself and just do try and get into indie game voiceover nice. And I think I probably put a lot of money into my Twitch um, and YouTube as well in the background. But YouTube yeah. has always been a bit of a background thing for me. I enjoy it, but it's a lot of work. It is. So, it is. Yeah. And I, I don't I'm not like I'm not one of those people that's like like I know a couple of people that have very successful YouTube yeah. channels and it's like they love it. And that's all they do all the time. And I think that's why I like having my I want to push it. I want to grow it. But I'm quite happy to let it do that slowly um, uh, because yeah. actually Twitch is where I have that interaction with people. And that's what I mm. love. I think that's what I missed as well when I quit my part time job Yeah, yeah is yeah. actually interacting with people and stuff like that. So, oh, so yeah, nice. I'd, I'd, I'd definitely do that and open an animal sanctuary, obviously. Uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, that was a great question, Steve. Thank you for that. Yeah, really good question. Thanks, Steve. Uh, are we, do we have any now other on the winner lottery? Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow. Uh, you go into Sainsbury's, get a little bit, a little scratch card, and then <laughs> you never see uh, Holly again. No. Um, so I've got some end of stream, as I mentioned before, uh, things that I wanted to do with you. Yeah. I guess we can start with the one I, I kind of showed you the game ahead of time, just to make sure that it was uh, something you'd be up for doing. But uh -huh. so I've uh, come up with this amazing game, which will either be successful or flop completely. But it's <laughs> the spoken word Christmas songs, and you'll see. Christmas title, uh, Christmas songs titles. If you know mm -hmm. the song and the lyrics, you, you're more than welcome to do this. But I've also added an accent because I know that you do accents on stream and I've heard you do some very great ones. And um, I'm not so good ones as well. <laughs> I, 
I, I don't know. I've only heard successful ones, so I, okay. I'm, right. I'm not one to speak yet. So <laughs> the first one, this is, uh, guys, and could we get like some cheers as uh, Holly goes through these? Um, so this is the first one. I'll be home for Christmas in a Scottish accent. Okay. I don't know this song, I don't think. but I Just can, do the title. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just do the... I kind of, I need to get it in my head first. Hang on. I really hope there's no Scottish people here. I'll people. be home for Christmas. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Can you? Are you able to do like different regions of Scotland? No. No, no. <laughs> no. See, I can't even do that. Like, that's fantastic. It's that was whatever. Good. Like, Scotty sounds like from <laughs> Scotty, like a <laughs> Scotty from Scotland. I'm giving an emotional blow. Steve will be happy about that one. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the next one. And the next one is, we wish you a Merry Christmas in a Welsh. I've heard you do in a Welsh accent. And you do a really good one, I think. So I did an okay Welsh accent for a little while while I was playing Nino Cooney. I really, really hope Ton Rain isn't, isn't still in the chat because, I mean, I do because I like Ton Rain, but also because I know he's going to laugh at me really badly. Um, the, the other thing I really struggle with is going from one to the other. So this may mm. end up sounding Scottish. It'll sound the same to me. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll be impressed. Don't worry. <laughs> we <laughs> don't know if I can do this without laughing. <laughs> Tidy. Thanks, Steph. Right. <laughs> there you go. Just uh, get the, the accent in there. <laughs> Just need to say some things like Tidy. What are we, boy? <laughs> the only one I know is like, what's occurring? What's occurring? Yeah. What's occurring? When somebody said that for, to me in the for the first time, I was like, what do you, what do you mean? We're we're just here like for, i kind of took it literally i didn't understand that it meant like how are you doing or how's it going it's like what's yeah. occurring like, just... okay there you go gavin and stacy <laughs> we wish you a merry christmas fantastic nice <laughs> can you do and a happy new year and uh oh that that was about to sound scottish again then and a happy new year that's scottish the r <laughs> that's fine that was really good that was really good <laughs> Uh, all right, rocking around the Christmas. So this one, I I always get confused with Cockney because I, I know it's a London accent, isn't it? Uh -huh. But I can yeah. never. I always think it's the you know when they talk about any when they say, but that's the Essex oh, one. Yeah, that's yeah. different, right? Okay. Do you get so me though? Yeah. Do you get me though? Oh, you my mother. <laughs> um. So, so have you ever seen Mary Poppins? Yeah. So the most stereotypical and awful. But if you think of Dick Van Dyke, hello, Mary Poppins. Oh, I've heard about that. Like, everybody that's talks about how bad that... Okay, okay, I get it. It's get terrible. It. But if you think of that, that's what... Like, that is now what people kind of use as, like... Fair enough. That's <laughs> a bad reference. example, but yeah. <laughs> it's like Mickey Flanagan, the comedian. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I, know. I love him. Yeah, he's... he's All right, awesome. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> how, would you, how would you say this so, sentence, huh? Rocking around the Christmas tree. <laughs> I would love to hear you just sing that song in Rocking that. Rocking around the Christmas tree, have a happy holiday. <laughs> okay, so that's being clipped, and somebody's going to use it on, on the stream. That's fantastic. Oh, cool, blimey. I'm really sorry, everybody. The next one is it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, <laughs> but uh, in Steve's accent. Okay. Like maybe heavier as well, because Steve, Steve, you don't have that heavy of a scouse accent. Do you know what I'm really terrible for? And I'm really sorry about this in advance, Steve. The only Livy Pudlian accent I can do is that Poppy from Play Days. I'm like, hello, 
which is really people they don't actually talk about that. It's really annoying. Um, and Scouse, I I'm really bad at like Newcastle, Manchester, Liverpool. They all kind of blend. So again, I apologize. No offense, no offenses in <laughs> <laughs> Steve just like disappears after this. <laughs> uh oh. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. No, that was I don't even know. What isn't that was. isn't I, I guess <laughs> Steve can help out with this, but isn't I've heard that the K is more like a kh sound. Yeah, look, Christmas. Look, yeah, look. That's the only yeah. thing. Hey. That's good though. I I I'm, I think you're from Liverpool. I'm sold on Thanks. that one. Thanks. I've got I think I've got one or two more. <laughs> or is this the last one? Oh. Oh, there we go. This one. So I've got this one for like three different ones. <laughs> I thought Sorry. these would be fun. All right, lad. <laughs> Italian. Oh God, no! You've lost my. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it a go. Give but a you've go. like lost my where my ability. Just imagine you're eating some pizza. Um. Is this season to be jolly? Fa la 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 la. That was Russian. I don't know where that went. <laughs> a little bit. That's definitely fine. Russian. It, you may have been a Russian who was born in Italy. You never know that. <laughs> or the other way around. I've got the same one, but with a French accent. Oh. Um, French is like the back of the throat, isn't it? Uh, uh, oui. 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 Is, is, is this season to be jolly? Fa la 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 la. Even in this one, there's a slight hint of Russian. I like it. It's I really like... right. So I really struggle. Genuine story. I had to do a voiceover um, as a only a few lines. It was a, it was another indie game, and I had to do a French woman. And I I speak in a Russian accent. I love a Russian accent, so I do it all really? the okay. time. And so I every time I try, I had to listen to um, that. Beating the Beast song where they were singing oh, the French accent. Yeah. yeah. Gaston. I had to listen to French people loads because I couldn't get the freaking Russian accent out of my mouth. And that's exactly what happened there. You can always sell it as like your, your dual nationality, you're half Russian, half French. You yeah. know, just create a whole story behind it and then that will excuse There's it. also certain things I find. So, like, if you're doing an accent, there'll be certain. So, like, exactly like Steve said, if you start with, all right, lad, and like, hey, hey, mates. You kind of right look there, into it. Yeah. That helps you get that. And our R's are the one that I find with French because it's a R, like oh, yeah. and French. That helps. And there's no R's in here. <laughs> oh, I did not think of that. He's, I he's, should, he's I should have chosen a sentence which was more French friendly. The jolly. See, I want to say jolly. Jolly, jolly. Yeah, that's it. Okay, that's okay. That was better. I think I've got one more. I've got oh, two Jesus. more. So Cornish, I'm not 100 percent sure what the accent is here, but I thought you could teach me. Cornish. I don't Isn't think like, from Cornish like is Cornwall. Isn't I, it? Yeah. Do you know, have you ever, you've played Fable? I was going to ask you if you ever played Fable. You know, like the oh. the villages in Fable. Yeah. That's what I think of when it comes to Cornish yeah. accents. So like it's the same it. thing. Like I often, I normally end up in just like a, if, if I try and do something like Cornish, because it's quite similar, I end up doing the West Country accent. But okay. it will, you'll get the, the general, the the gist general of it, idea. Yeah. You can do just two lines. It's the same thing twice. <laughs> oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. How lovely are thy branches? <laughs> yes, that was awesome. See, that just brings me back to playing Fable again. That's fantastic. Uh, and I think I've got one more, one last one. Okay. This was just a fun one. Ah, get you. There you go. That's <laughs> <great>. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> get you. 
That is fantastic. We do have oh, a few yeah. other requests if you're up for doing them. Yes. Um, Happy says, uh, Scouses is a comforting accent to me. Scouses have looked after me the last few years uh, when things were rough. Big up, Scouses. Big up, Scouses. Amy, Scouses are great. <laughs> and then need to uh, need to go to meetings. What a great interview this is. We'll watch the oh. whole thing later. Oh, thank you for being here. Thanks, Happy. Thank really appreciate it. Um, do, 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 do. Okay, there's one more. Julio says, can you do a Yorkshire accent? Oh, Yorkshire. Uh, that's a little bit more... That's kind of like a cross between... It's a bit more deep, isn't it? Like the, it's northern. Um, mm. I struggle with Yorkshire because, like, I we like I watched loads of... I don't know if any of It's such old lady television. Um, All Creatures Great and Small. And that's set in that. the Yorkshire Dales. Oh, okay. And I watched it loads, but it's like it goes as soon as I hear it. Like, and I know if I, I could try and talk like York, Yorkshire, it's a, it's a bit more like that. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't even like, or, all right, lad. Are you, it's, it's kind of like that, but I, I don't it, think I like, like, some, like somebody who doesn't know it to me, it just sounds like the one that you did before, the Cornish one, but maybe country. a bit more, more basic. Yeah, like it's more less in... like, all right. And it's more like, yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's difficult. I can't quite get my brain to like move away from <laughs> the Russian now. You've right got there, the Russian. Lad. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can say that like a Yorkshire like a right. Yorkshire bloke would be like, all right there, lad. But it's less yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm still amazed that you can do all of those accents. I, I, I can never switch into I'm just accents. disappointed there was no Russian accent in there. I should, you know, hey, do you know the initial thing that I wanted to do with you is this app called Accentuate. But I did oh. not have a way to. It's a it's a hilarious game, but it has movie quotes, which most of them I don't know. And then they give you you can choose what accents you want to include, but I mm. cannot get it to set up with the um, streamyard. So I thought I'll just do like a few Christmas songs with like accents. But that was it. great. Thank you for I doing loved that. It. That was so fun. Oh yeah, I've got one last. Well, two last questions. One is from sure. TBQ, and then one's from me. Um, my question is like. For Christmas, we have a tradition of listening to the uh, Beach Boys um, Christmas record. So that's our like go-to record for, for Christmas. Is there something that your household listens to that you enjoy listening to over Christmas? Is there a record that you you have to listen to at Christmas time? Yeah, do you know what? Weirdly, we were having this conversation the other day about... Um, I was literally sat with my mum. We were going like, mm. what do you think is like the all-time most iconic Christmas song and mm. we ended up with like 20 <laughs> it's really difficult to choose um we're we're a big Cliff Richard fan so nice. Mistletoe and Wine you know classic I just really like the old cheesy mm. um Slade and Wizard oh, are probably yeah. the two you know the two big two ones big. I have to say there's a couple of um from so one of my favorites at the moment is um uh, I mean, I love almost any version of White Christmas because it's my mm. it's one of my favorite oh, Christmas films and it's one of my favorite Christmas songs. Um, but Michael Bublé did a duet with Shania Twain, and Bublé is like, you know, if he's on a Christmas, I I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily choose to listen to his music mm. like off my own back. If it's on, it's all right. He's all right, you know. Nice. Um, I love their version of White Christmas. Shania Twain's one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really nice. good. Kind of kind of to just wrap things up. Um you mentioned earlier that in for next year you also think of doing something uh, musical, maybe putting together some music uh for us to listen to. TDQ had a question is like what's um what are some any any other things that are in the making or you're planning on doing uh, moving forward in the horizon for 2022? 
more streaming obviously nice. um I love streaming. I want to like slowly build. I don't ever want to like my aim isn't to be a famous streamer. Mm. Um, but what I've realized is that the community side of stuff in Twitch is so incredible. I just want to keep growing it. Like I keep seeing, yeah. you know, like you see what whatever you're doing, you see someone at kind of what you think of as the as the next level as you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I don't look like a, a, a massive streamer. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd love that because it's all looks a little bit overwhelming. But I think. Mm organically and slowly growing your community i love that and i think you can achieve like amazing things um me and steve talked about you know when we get you know we've had conversations before about when mm. we get bigger maybe doing some charity streams that kind of yeah, stuff you know, when you've awesome. got i think that's what comes with it's not about the fame or anything but when you've got a bit of influence and you've got a, a good sized community is mm. the stuff that you can achieve together and i love that idea so yeah i just kind of want to keep growing but in that way, you know, nice. making new friends and also um, COVID permitting, obviously, um, we've talked about like getting as many people together and visiting some people in real life as well. So nice, yeah. we'll see how that goes. But yeah. um, especially with yeah, things like... the way things are now, not to get too political with it, but you'll mm -hmm. hopefully so at some point that will be that will be possible to do for yeah. sure. Yeah. That is great. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I've been looking forward to this entire week coming up uh, for quite a while. I'm glad that we were able to have you on the podcast as well. And this will be up on uh, on the YouTube for anybody who missed it. And it will be up on Twitch for yeah. a while as well if anybody wants to watch it again. Uh, I've had so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun, yeah. And yeah. I'll say I'll, I'll put I'll put it up on the Discord the uh, your your choices of chocolate and then just expect a barrage of abuse like no. 